So, 1 John chapter 5, and uh, we're going to begin in verse 1, read to verse 5. It says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that believe that loveth him that begat love that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. And we're going to talk about overcoming the world. And uh, this, is, this is the title of the, the message this morning. And uh, anyway, uh, so in this time we find ourselves in a generation that struggles uh, with the world. with uh, Struggles with what we think uh, this world is supposed to be the way we're supposed to be in this world. And uh, we look to it for everything, everything we want and everything we need. That's just the generation that we live in now. Um, We look to the world on how to dress and how to talk. We look to it how to act. We base our life decisions on what what other people think, right? We we have this entire life ahead of us and we'll base it, we'll base what we do next on how this world works projects that we should do right uh so it's this isn't a new or a a strange thing but it is uh it is just simply people remaining in the flesh it's just people that are choosing to walk in the flesh and not in the spirit and uh, when we look into the decisions that we make we see that uh we see that we want the nice job that pays well and we want the big house with beautiful direction, or decorations. But have we ever asked ourselves why this is a normal desire? Why do we desire the nice? Why do we always want the nicer clothes and, or, the, or the nice car? Why, why is it that we desire all these things? And, it, uh, and it be, it's because of this world. It's this conformity to this world. This world projects nothing but the new phone, uh, the new game, the new TV uh, the new everything. It's always got to be bigger. It's always got to be better. Uh, people nowadays have TVs. The whole side of their wall is a huge TV, gigantic TVs. It's ridiculous. So uh, this is what people desire. It always has to be bigger. Everybody's always got to have a nicer car than what they had before, right? This is what everybody focuses on. So that being said, why is it? why is it that the church is showing more interest in a young person that's going to some fancy uh, high-class college to be some doctor or something, rather than somebody who, a young person who's choosing to spread the gospel. If you was to, if you was to talk uh, to most people, church members, I'm just talking as a general rule. Uh, if you was to talk to most church members and tell them that you're not going to go to college, that you're just going to go and spread the gospel in Africa. You would probably get a lot of strange looks thinking, oh, all right, good luck with that. But if you was to go and tell them, I'm going to Harvard and I'm going to be a lawyer, they would be like, wow, that's amazing. How was you able to do that? And that, so 
Why is it that the church is at? Why is the church focusing on this world more than the things of God? And it's simply that we are more comfortable in this world than we are walking in the Spirit. Right? We're, we're more comfortable uh, doing the things that this world sees to be fit than the things that God sees to be fit. Uh, and it's because that we're not walking in that Spirit. And, it's be- and the reason we're not walking in that Spirit as Christians as people who have given their life to Christ, uh, it's because we've been told or through teaching, um, ignorant teaching, uh, maybe incomplete teaching, or deceived uh, thoughts, we've been implied in teachings or have been directly told that in order to walk in the Spirit, it takes living right or becoming some amazing holy person in order to walk in the Spirit. But that's simply wrong. It's, It's as easy as walking... And it's easy enough to walk in the Spirit by faith. Just simple faith. (coughs) Faith in Christ. And we read that in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 through 5. It says, There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Right there he's saying that there's no condemnation. So that right there debunks anything that says you have to perform a certain level, or you need to you need to achieve certain things in order to be uh, to be walking in the spirit, because it says there's no condemnation which are in Christ Jesus, yes. who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death, uh, the is obviously you commit sin and you die. Right? You die spiritually. We've talked about that in the past. That uh, sin, that old nature, that sin nature caused us to die spiritually. But we're free from that law. Right? Sin no longer brings us death because Christ was resurrected. So it says, for, the, for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, the Old Testament law, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. It says what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. The Old Testament law could not fulfill righteousness because your flesh is weak, right? You cannot, uh, you can't obtain righteousness because you are unable to perform righteousness. Mm. You, you can't not, uh, you, you cannot overcome sin in yourself. You may be able to quit one sin but you'll find that another one pops up. Uh, people talk. I've heard it said that uh, people will try to turn over a new leaf just to find that it's dirtier on the other side mm-hmm. than it was on the side they turned over. Because uh, every time a man tries to perfect something, he can only minister death because he doesn't have that spirit. Mm-hmm. And that is what uh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemns sin in the flesh. That is what we're being freed from, that continual sin and death. That continual sin. A lot of people would teach every time you sin, you die. That's not the reality of it. Jesus died for that sin. Mm-hmm. He overcame that death. We're no longer bound to that law. For uh, It says in verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Us. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. 
We that, are, we that are in Christ walk in the Spirit because Christ is in us. Right? We walk in the Spirit of God because Christ dwells in us. That Spirit that Christ walked in is in us and will walk through us. We simply believe and have faith that Christ will live His life through us. That's walking in the Spirit. You are capable of walking in the Spirit simply by faith. Faith that Christ is in you and faith that Christ performed what He said He was going to perform. So there's only two reasons uh, the people in the church or of the church, uh, in the church building more specifically, uh, are focused on the things of this world. There's only two reasons. One of two. They, either they have not really received Christ or they deny Him in their heart and actions. They, they deny Christ as, as, uh, as so many do. They refuse to stand before men and proclaim Christ because of fear or whatever. Or they've never actually come to the knowledge of Christ. They've actually never given their life over to Christ. Or number two, they have not submitted to the leadership of the Spirit of God and have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost. So this is, what, this is what being baptized in the Holy Ghost is, is simply submitting to the leadership of the Spirit. Because that Spirit dwells in you. When you're saved, you are quickened by the Spirit of God. Quickened meaning to give life to you. That life comes in. That Spirit is resurrected inside of you. Because that, um, that Spirit that God breathed into Adam died whenever he ate of that fruit, right? That's the spiritual death or that's the death that Adam passed down to us, was a spiritual death, not, one, not necessarily just one of this flesh dying, but a spiritual death. So without Christ, that spirit that God gave us is dead. When you receive salvation, that spirit is resurrected because Christ was resurrected. Christ died for your sins. That was the atonement for your sins. That's what cleansed you from your sin that's what overcame the law of sin but his resurrection is what brought life back into you is what resurrected that spirit yeah. is what brought life into these bodies so that spirit is there but being baptized in the holy holy ghost is simply submitting to the leadership of that spirit you can be saved and walk around and do the things that you want to do and never do anything for god but once you are given over to that uh, leadership of the Holy Ghost, once you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, there will be something that will direct you to the things of God, that will push you into a deeper knowledge of God. And this is part of growing spiritually. And uh, we, will not fully, uh, we will not know the full victory of Christ till we submit to the leadership of God. Uh, the, till we submit to the leadership of the Spirit of God, better yet. Mm-hmm. So the victory of overcoming this world through Christ is a life-changing revelation from God. You cannot obtain that without giving leadership to the Spirit of God. You can't understand what it really is that Christ overcame. The victory of sin and death. The victory over, uh, over that law that continually bring, brings death into your life. Mm-hmm. When we realize that this world holds nothing of any value except the souls of the people around you. Mm, yes. That's what's going to change. If you give yourself if you give your life over to the leadership of, of the spirit of God, you will no longer value the things around you. You'll no longer value the things of this world. You won't look for that new car. Uh, your interest will change. Uh, you uh, you'll no longer desire that new phone, 
but you'll desire a new convert. Yeah. You'll want to desire to save souls. Uh, you will no longer look as mu- uh, we will only look to money as means to spread the gospel. This world will tell you that you need a good job so you can make lots of money. Uh, mm. yeah. But a man, a spiritual man, looks for ways to use that money for the kingdom of God. Yeah. A spiritual person will look at, it, at an income and think, look, this world uses money, so I'm just going to use this money to spread the gospel of Christ. Because I, nothing here holds me. Nothing here is of value to me. We see the, uh, so we see the victory over this world. Looks as though it just, it's just a change of mindset. But a carnal man cannot produce the life-changing effects that come from one <coughs> obedient child of God. Mm-hmm. You can change the way you think. You can change the way you think in a sense that I don't want nice new things. I want to do good. I want to help people. But you will not produce uh, the life-changing impact that only comes from somebody led by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. A man that is led by the Spirit can do the same thing a carnal man can do, only it will impact lives beyond what that carnal man can achieve. Yes. Because it's the Spirit of God. Because it's the power of God working. So... Uh, and this world continues to say become successful, but the Spirit says that we, are, we have already succeeded. Yeah. The world says gain acceptance, but the Spirit says we, have, we are already accepted. Yes. This world leaves us empty, and you can believe me of that because I've had my fill of this world, and it's left me alone and desiring more things of this world. It'll leave you empty. It, it, it truly does. But the, the fullness that comes from Christ is one that can't be explained. And many people have tried to explain it by using visual, visualizations of an empty glass and then pouring water into it and stuff. And, and I guess they, uh, uh, they serve their purpose. But one that I feel like the Lord showed me the other day that may help us to understand. And John chapter 7 and verse 37 it says, in the last day, that, uh, last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now in that area, in, uh, in the area that Jesus lived, is mostly desert. And uh, where they walked everywhere they went. If you, if you didn't walk where you went, you was a really rich man. But uh, they walked, and I think it was pretty common to have to walk up to 30 miles to go to a different city or to go to a different destination. And just imagine walking through that, through the mountains, and there's only a couple places for water in between where you are and where you're going. In the middle of a desert. So Jesus is saying that the Spirit is like a river of living water, so try to imagine being so thirsty you think you're going to die. And then you come around a corner and there's a spring of cold water. How amazing that would be. How amazing it would be to, uh, to come in contact with that water after being so thirsty and it being so dry and so hot, so full of death. That is salvation. That is what salvation is. Uh, and that's why only those that are thirsty for righteousness 
have any desire to know Christ. Because people that are walking through this world, the ones that realize that all of this seems pointless, that all of this seems useless, that all of this is just a waste of time to try to build up this kingdom, those that realize that and that come to Christ and realize He has fulfillment are those that want to know Christ, are those that desire to know Christ because they thirst for something greater than themselves. They thirst for something greater than this world has offered. The salvation is for those that are sick of the condemnation of trying to be a good person. Uh, like I said before, people will try to do good things, to try to achieve good things, but they will not have the impact that God can do through them. And they, will, they, they realize that what they're doing is a never-ending battle. It'll never end. You, you want to go do things, to go be helpful to, to poor people, and you find out that they don't want to help themselves. You go, uh, you go to help people that are, uh, that are having a hard time, uh, stuck in depression, and then you find out they don't even want to have joy. They don't want to be free of this depression. They like being uh, depressed. So what do you do with that? You can't go on with that. The, point, the helplessness of that is beyond anything we can understand or, or bear. But whenever we come to Christ and we come to helping people with the Spirit of God, we realize that they may not want help, but Christ still loves them. They may not want to be saved, but Christ is stretching out that hand to save them. They may not want to be free from what they're bound to, but Christ is still going to send people to them because it has nothing to do with how people respond to it, and it's more so of Christ putting that out there. Those that want to be free will be freed. But the, 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 the problem is, is the disappointment of those that don't want to be free can bring us uh, to a sense of this is hopeless. But it's the Spirit of God that will change things. Uh, so if you feel as though uh, you have been walking in a desert with nothing to satisfy your thirst, Jesus is the answer. If you feel like it all seems pointless, Jesus is the answer. Uh, if you have found... Uh, if you found that living water, but desire to have it flowing from within you so that others may drink, then you must submit to the leadership of the Holy Ghost and be baptized in the Holy Ghost. If, if, you, if you do not know Christ, the answer is repentance. If you know Christ and want to do great and mighty things for Him, want to spread that gospel, then the answer is to be filled with the Spirit. Because you will not be able to achieve what God can achieve. You can do it in your flesh if you want to, but you'll find yourself disappointed. You'll find yourself struggling. You'll find yourself uh, giving up or, or being bitter towards people because there's a lot of people that don't want help. And if you're helping them just because you're a good person, you'll stop helping. But if you're helping people because you want to spread the gospel, because you want to give them that opportunity of salvation, then you won't stop. It won't matter because you're doing the work of God. It has nothing to do with whether they accept your help, but it has everything to do with you being obedient to God.
So if you want to know what it is to be filled with the Spirit of God, you can be baptized in the Spirit if you've been saved and received Christ. If you haven't received Christ, you can simply repent. And that's what we're, that's, we can do that this morning. We've got plenty of time here to do it. Uh, if you want to pray, you can come and pray. Uh, otherwise, we're going to worship a little. Worship God this morning. Come and pray if you will. We'll pray with you.